On this episode of We're No Damn Experts, Madi and I talk about Sluiceboxes State Park, where I know very little and Madi claims to be an expert. Best damn podcast, the best damn town. You want to get up, get ready to get down. Welcome to the greatest damn town in Montana, Great Falls. I'm Rebecca Ingham. I'm Maricela Hazard. And we are no damn experts. No, we're not, but we're climbing the charts. We are. Well, and I'm going to tell you, when I saw the calendar invite for this podcast, I'm like, oh, I wonder who our guest is going to be. Us, Rebecca. I can say that I'm almost an expert on sluice foxes. I mean... I know there's plenty of other locals out there that have probably ventured out there more than I have. I've been there not a bunch, so I'm glad that you feel confident in labeling yourself somewhat of an expert for this podcast. Well, I know if you go on the Basecamp blog, there's going to be a blog post by Rebecca about how she did three hikes in three days, Mm. and Sluice Boxes is included on there, but she also tattles on herself. That she had never been there before. No, and and I'm going to share that on the podcast today because it's frankly embarrassing, but I don't have any secrets from our audience. I'm an open book. Yeah, it wasn't until 2018 when my aunt came out from Boston, Boston. To, <laughs> to do some hikes. We used our house as a base camp and went out and had the most amazing week here in Great Falls. That was my first time to Sluice Boxes State Park, and, and this, I felt ashamed. This is the same man that you guys did the the Bob Marshall. Yep. Work? Okay. She took me to the Bob Marshall Wilderness Complex when I graduated from high school. That was fun. Also, we'll share those stories during the Bob Marshall Wilderness episode. But then we also went after she got her knees replaced. We went into the crazy mountains, and that trip is what determined that we would only do day trips and sleep in comfy beds. And if you are like a fan of the podcast, this would also be the aunt that you did bicycle or bicycling, cycling yep. with from the Warden Park Overlook. Yep, down all the way down the hill. We did go back up the hill, just not as successfully as we did going down the hill. Oh. So we're mentioning your aunt on this podcast a lot. We might have to have her on as a guest. Cindy might be jealous. If you don't know that from the last few episodes, that's that's Rebecca's mom. Yeah. But we do have some good news. We got some feedback on our podcast, not from your mom. <laughs> this makes me excited. I do love my mom and I enjoy that she listens, but it's like if she's the only one sharing, it's like she's the only one listening. Well, we got an email from Ashley and she is a Great Falls local or grew up in Great Falls. Ooh. And she graduated from high school in 2016, and she moved to Missoula for college. And she's saying that she misses Great Falls, and she likes the podcast. She likes her ideas. Well, Ashley, thank you. But you didn't answer the Joel poll. I think that's the one episode where we were like, yeah, these are our pitches. So, Ashley, if you could like email us back. And let us know what one you liked. Do you remember what episode the Joel poll was in? Joel poll would be the last of 2020. I don't remember the exact episode, but it's probably around 10 to 13. So, nope, 13 is where we talked about ghosts. So, 
<laughs> so, Ashley, next time you're home, try and schedule some time with us. We'll talk on the podcast about what you've learned, how influential we've been in your life, which will just make us feel better. And then really want to dig into your decision to go to Missoula and not be a mighty bobcat. Uh, <laughs> not that there's any bias in this office. Rebecca is kind. Rebecca's biased. (laughs) (laughs) No, they're both really great programs, depending on what you're going into school for, and at least Montana kids and Montana schools. There you go. So the podcast today, we're going to be talking about our state park that is super close to Great Falls. I mean, it's not the one in city limits, but still the closest one, which is Sluice Fox's state park. Well, that's good. Um, (laughs) You know... We have a lot of in-market guests that will come and ask us, like, what to do. And obviously, we hit the in-town attractions first. Like, you need to go to the Russell. You need to stop at Roadhouse Diner and get a burger. Lewis and Clark Interpretive Center, Rivers Edge Trail, yada, yada, yada. Tons to do. But we always tell them to go to Sluice Fox's State Park. And some people are like, well, what's there? Because it is a 38-minute drive. But they want to make sure that they're not just driving out there. For nothing. Mm-hmm. Or that it's not too extreme or too adventurous for their tastes. So, And that's what I think is the coolest part about Swiss Boxes State Park. What's there is trails mm-hmm. and water. Don't, don't forget the water because the trails will lead you through Belt Creek. It's nothing for hikers to walk through water. But the trail there are two entrances to the park, both having different experiences, different vantage points. Really, you get to choose. I'd say do both and then figure out what works best for you. But we went in the bottom, and mm-hmm. I wish we would have gone in the top. The bottom parking lot's the first one you're going to run into. And the, pop, the park is most popular from April to October. And when it's summer out and gorgeous, mm. the parking lot is going to be packed. Well, not packed. I shouldn't say that. How how many cars can the parking lot fit? Ten? Maybe. Maybe a dozen? Yeah. So the sides of the street, people do overflow parking there. But there is the Belt Creek that runs through the sluice boxes. So people are swimming, floating, fishing, and they may not all be on the trails. So that's pretty much been my experiences in the summers. When I go there, it's not crowded, but there's, you know, people swimming yeah. and all that. But if you, once you go on the trails, that's when it's not as busy. So the lower portion, if you do start there, you're going to walk directly pretty much to Belt Creek. And you see the limestone edges that you would normally be looking out from if you went on the top parking lot. And they're straight up. Yeah. And they surround you. The other thing you're going to see is the remnants of the mining history. Yes. And I think when we visited with Jerry Jennings, she mentioned a little bit about that. The 49er? Yeah, the old tours and things that used to happen there. Mm -hmm. And the neat thing is the remains are still there. You'll still see the railroad track area. The tracks are gone. You'll see old mining cabins Mm -hmm. that you can walk into and walk around and imagine what it was like to live in one of those things. The one on the lower portion of the park, I think, is what photographers flock to because yeah. it's gorgeous. It's this, you know, old cabin with the limestone, the tall grass. It's perfect. So if you take the lower portion and you go in the summer, and we're going to remind you again, during the spring, there's that runoff and Belt Creek might be a little high for you to cross. A little bit brisk. Well, I'm going to say just flat, flat out dangerous. Don't try and cross it when it's rushing. But just bring water proof shoes or your sandals for yep. when the water has calmed down. Then you're going to cross that creek probably four times in the bottom trail. But once again, stunning views. 
And even if you go and don't cross, I think it's a maybe three-mile hike turnaround there and back. It's just walking. From the top down and back up? No, from the lower in, portion. In and out. Yeah, yep. in and out from the lower portion. And I don't think there's any elevation gain on that route. Yeah, I would say no. The other thing I would note is uh, when you start out on the lower portion, I don't know if you found this, but there is almost like there's two trails in the bottom. Mm-hmm. One there. that goes a little bit more closer to Bount Creek, one that goes more through the middle of the park. It doesn't matter which option you choose. On the map, it shows only one trail going in. And that's really because they all end up in the same spot. So you can't get lost. And that was one of the things that when when I went for the first time, I'm like, uh, which option is which? Because when you looked at the trail map, there's only one. And really, the one through the middle is the best option. The one near Belt Creek is nice, except it kind of fades off yeah. at a certain point. Like, it wasn't supposed to be a trail, so I trailblazed a little bit. I'm sorry, State Parks. You're <laughs> fine. I wasn't supposed to do that, but I had to kind of make my way in the last couple steps to meet up with the middle trail. But know that they do meet up, and there's no no hurry, no rush, no nothing bad's going to happen if you choose one over the other. Then there's the upper portion of the parking lot. So when you enter in the park, you'll see the lower parking lot on your left. Just continue up the winding road. It gets gains elevation pretty quickly. And then you're going to continue on. And again, you'll see a parking area on your left. But I do want to let people know that if you're not up for hiking and you just want more of a scenic drive, once you enter that top portion, there's plenty of spaces to pull out and walk. Just walk to the edge of the cliff. And you can get tons of great views. That's where a lot of our Instagram pictures come from. And I try and tell people when they're visiting, just drive there. Walk out of your car three minutes, two minutes. Yeah. Not too far off the edge. <laughs> and you, you can see it's beautiful. Get back in your car, drive another mile. Same thing, in and out. So it doesn't matter your adventure level. But if you do park in the upper portion and then want to do the hike, I'll let you know the first time I went. So as you know, I have my husband who is adventurous. At the time, my daughter was maybe just over a year. Okay. So we have her in the baby holder, baby Bjorn, and we have two dogs. And I'm nervous, Nelly. <laughs> I'm scared of heights, even though I'm 6'1". <laughs> so my whole life is, is challenging. Just sitting at your desk is all like, nerve-wracking, what? huh? No, but we, when I was getting a receipt out to do payroll, I was like, oh, I have to bend over. I'm sore from the gym. So... This hike is called Cliff's Edge, and it should have warned me. Like, what? What's this going to be it like? Is, um, it is really true to the name. Just uh, as Maddie continues with her story, you'll know. You'll know why. So my husband's like, everything is fine. This is the same husband that like had no worry when we took the same family to First People's Buffalo Jump, and it's a jump, people. Like, it's not. <laughs> there's not a short distance down. And my daughter again's like a year and a half, and I have two dogs. I'm like, someone's gonna fall. <laughs> So we're on this cliff's edge trail. It's loose boxes. My husband just has my daughter. Do do do. No problem. And I am pretty much gripping the wall. <laughs> like my dogs are walking fine. My husband is walking fine. There's one portion we have to duck under a rock to continue on the trail, but it's probably only I would say two minutes of it. Maybe two or three minute portion of the the trail is on the quote unquote edge, and you can see a waterfall from that trail. Yeah. And then it goes to the overlook area. Yeah. And then it continues on to the cliff ed portion, which I didn't think was that bad. 
So we do the first portion. We go to the overlook and then we're walking more. And I see more cliff ahead. And I sit on my husband like, Mark, I can't do this. Let's just walk down to the creek. <laughs> so we got off the trail and just walked down into the grass. No trails because I couldn't handle the heights. And we walked to the creek and we swam, fished. It was fun. And that's that picture in my office of my dog on the rock. That's where that's from that excursion. And we walked back up, got on the trail and got out of there. We didn't know that we could have ran into bears. <laughs> There's wildlife in the mountains is yeah. what you're saying? I didn't know that. But I've been, since then, I've been to the park maybe two dozen times and I've done that trail without my daughter and it's fine. People, you're, you're, if you're not a worry wart like me, your kids can do it or your dogs can do it. You know, bring a leash. I see people from all ages. They have their walking sticks with them. And it is gorgeous to do the overlook and see the creek. And then when you continue further on, especially in autumn, all those trees. And that's my, that's on my list to go back during fall because fall is my season. I love fall colors and I want to see that area in fall so bad. Yeah, the water down there just lights up this gorgeous. We have some pretty pictures. I'm going to say it. I took them. We (laughs) took some pretty pictures this fall. And so um, I'll share those with the podcast notes. But when you go through the upper trail or the lower trail, because they do connect, yep. um, you can walk through the old tunnels for the railroad. Um, there's a wooden bridge. I think the entire loop is eight miles. And I know... Yeah, that sounds about right. We have a champion here who shares, who lets us share her photos often on Instagram. Her name is Heather. And I know they moved here, I think, in 2019 or 2020. But it took them a few times to go to the park to actually complete it. But each time they went further and further. So even if you don't go the entire eight miles, you're going to have a ton of fun. Because there's the fishing, floating, swimming, just plain hiking. Right. I mean, it's the, it is the ultimate Montana park. Yeah. So we had this uh, help a reporter out. And they were like, hey, submit an awesome hike to do in fall. And my boss, Rebecca, she's on the (laughs) podcast. She's like, hey, check this out. And I didn't have any fall photos of sluice boxes, but I still wrote into the reporter. I was like, sluice boxes for fall. And, and she picked me. But she's like, do you have any photos to accompany this? I was like, I didn't think you were going to pick me. So that weekend, <laughs> I went out and I took those photos and I gave it to her. And she's like, oh, it's already too late. But next year, I'm thinking about you. So we're primed for 2021. <laughs> we're coming. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure it was for HGTV, some part of their magazine. If I read it correctly, I don't know why they would want to about hiking. I could be lying, people. <laughs> so, well, home and garden as people who lives in home and do gardens. So why wouldn't you want to talk about travel? It makes complete sense to me. Okay. I'm going to have to look back at my emails. <laughs> the one thing that I loved about the upper portion of the park was the, the area you started to get a little nerve-wracking about. The trees lined the edge for such a long period of time that I don't know why you'd have been so scared about falling off the edge because it really protected. Um, I'm going to show you some photos I've taken of some people there. <laughs> and I tell this woman in a dress with her husband who's in, you know, hiking gear too. I'm like, go out on this ledge. I'm going to take a picture through the trees and it's going to look dramatic. So I went on 
We're on the cliff edge, and I'm like hanging onto trees, hanging off with my camera. I can only imagine it looks similar to what you did at Elevation during the photo shoot. And I was like, yeah, work comps not covering that if you fall off the balcony. <laughs> similar to that. <laughs> they love the photos I took of them. Stunning. And I'm safe. I've, I've done it multiple times now. But that l- overlook area, Rebecca said it before, we should probably host yoga there. Yeah. I that mean, would be, I just think there's so, well... I'm not talented enough to do yoga there. I think the instructor could sit a little bit more out on the cliff's edge, mm-hmm. you know, more skilled there. I'll sit in the back because when I do yoga, I love it, but I laugh quite a bit. Yeah. Because, <laughs> because you, you you stop your pose, I at least I do, quite a time, quite a few times, and you're like, what are you doing? My yoga instructor used to you're doing such a great job. I'm like, I can't possibly be doing a good job. This, like, feels, this feels wrong and awkward, and I can't imagine this looks good. No, no, not at all. I have like 90 million yoga pants. I've been saying hot yoga once, and that's about it. Well, that's why it's called athleisure. There we go. <laughs> but there's other ports in the parts in the park, like those areas I mentioned you can just walk out to. Those are plenty flat enough. Bring yep. a blanket. Take a picture. They are, and that one upper trail does loop around the top. Uh-huh. I went up. <laughs> I went up to the upper loop from the bottom. Oh. And, you know, I thought <laughs> I thought at first, you know, things were easy going, uh, really flat, very little elevation, until you hit that portion of the trail, and then it's up. Fairly straight up. Yes. I mean, you are at a different angle as you try to navigate that. But what I did love about it, and and Madi is correct, it is there's very little that protects you from the edge of the mountain to to the bottom of it. But I where I grew up, it was normal. We ran up a big cliff like that with our cars all the time just to get out of the house. But it's an unobstructed view. Mm, Yes. Yes. Which you're going to want to take pictures of it. And I recommend you do. Just make sure you've got good footing before you start trying to get that perfect angled Instagram photo for your feed. You're going to need some good foot standing in order to get them. And we know how important it is to not have like an or to have an unobstructed view, because as we revisit some comments we made in our early episodes of the podcast, when people complain about national parks, (laughs) they say trees block the view. Yep. So sorry people nature got in the way. But in this particular part, nature's not in the way. And you can take that stunning photo. I have a photo that I took of that upper portion with the trees where nature did get in the way. And I loved it. And then I also took pictures where there was no nature. So you have both options depending <laughs> on what really gets your fancy going. It's it's gorgeous there. So we're going to litter the show notes with photos that we've taken. And I'll you know have to link a ton of our... Um, Instagram followers their photos too because every time you go there I think that sluice boxes as I get like all sentimental about sluice boxes I think sluice boxes changes every week (laughs) well it's completely different especially like in the fall time to summer it gets so green quick and then it's like the darker green then all of a sudden it's a little bit lighter and then it's fall and fall you have to go there pretty much every day to appreciate the color changes and then you get well, you got to go for the perfect time when the light hits just right to brighten up those blazes on the on the leaves. Yeah, and just to remind you guys, it, it is a mountain island range. Is that the correct term you guys yep. use out here? Because it was foreign to me before I moved to the area. 
Um, your sunset is going to be about 20 minutes earlier out there. Just for those photographers that want to know when to get golden hour, subtract 20 from the sunset time. The other thing that I will note, talking about sunset, sunrise, the sky out there can change so quickly and it gets so diverse. Like one minute you'll have tons of clouds, next you won't. Sometimes it'll be bright, bright blue. Sometimes it'll be dark blue. It could happen all in the same day because it's Montana, of course. Yeah. <laughs> We've had every season in, in a half hour in this town. Oh, yeah. I mean, when we talk about the introduction to Great Falls, we hit the record for the fastest temperature change in the U.S. And it was just, well, not just. I watch <laughs> replays of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, and it was on the Millionaire Questions. Oh, it wasn't a current episode. It was from a long time ago. Oh, I was like, oh, are you a millionaire? <laughs> did, did you win? Because Great Falls is mentioned on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire and Jeopardy. Yeah. So we're famous people. Why aren't you here yet? This weekend I was hanging out with some people and they were talking about the Windy City and I really wanted to chime in. But then during that podcast episode when you told me we weren't number one anymore, I don't think you told me who was number one somewhere in North Dakota. That's mm-hmm. right. Yep. And so these other people that I was eavesdropping on were talking about that, and they did mention the North Dakota city, and and I was like, yeah, we knew that. You, you did must. You, did you get that information from me? You must be listening to the podcast. I doubt that, but well, speaking of eavesdropping, I went to Billings for the first time, and mm. we're having lunch there, and you know, honestly. I haven't been to Billings ever before, nor have we traveled really outside of Great Falls in a long time. So I was a little overwhelmed going to a new place. I'm like, what's there to do here? Well, it's so big. It's, it's so big. It's like the biggest city in Montana. I don't know how big their down their downtown is. Anyway, there was a, a group of people at the other table, and they were talking about Jeremiah Johnson mm-hmm. and his mon- or Mountain Man beer. And I wanted to interject and say, you guys should try um, listening to our podcast because we talked about it with Matt and Jolene. But yeah. I was like, hey, they're talking about Jeremiah Johnson. I feel like I have a connection with him because I took pictures of him when he it was like <laughs> freezing outside of Tracy's. But, that yeah, was we, such a good video shoot. <laughs> Poor guys. <laughs> yeah, don't become too close to us or you will get the short straw drawn on some, well, some creative ideas that we have. So my friend Mariah, she is used in our photo shoots a lot. And we just ran this email campaign. We, <laughs> Mariah, hey, we're going to feature you in an entire email that's sent out to how many thousands of people? 80,000 people, 80, give or take. 80,000 people. So she gets a text from me. Is that okay? She's like, what's it about? <laughs> I'm like, it's about Sluice Boxes State Park. She's like, oh, yeah, that's fine. As long as you don't tell the story when uh, Fish and Wildlife was called on me. So, for kidnapping your daughter. Yeah, we did a photo shoot in August with um, two of my other friends because they got roped in. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> and my daughter was with us. My daughter did not want to leave me, and I was not comfortable with this cliff edge again. <laughs> she wasn't in a baby Bjorn. She was instead a two-year-old. And so she stayed back at the car with my friend Mariah, and she was not happy. So her vocal, her let's see how loud she was drew attention in and they had to confirm that my daughter was safe eventually she just turned on all the buttons in the car so it was fine so it turns out you everybody will be safe all the time they're alerted to kidnappings it's loose boxes state yeah. park so. so you're fine you're good there <laughs> the other things we could share about sluice boxes is that people still do go there in the winter i don't know why 
be very, very careful in the winter mm-hmm. there just because water. The, yeah, water, how deep the snow is. And the terrain itself is, you know, in some areas not just level open fields. We've had some instances in the park where people weren't being safe and weren't paying attention and, and it caused some problems for them. Mm-hmm. The other thing is bicycles in Sluice Boxes State Park are not allowed. Okay. And dogs have to be on a leash. Yeah. So the one thing I will mention, which I've not done, but our friend Kelly Aline, I believe, has. Sorry, Kelly, if you've not. I'm just saying you have. Uh, floated Belt Creek oh. inside Sluice Boxes State Park. Well, I mean, I see all the pictures on Instagram when I look at the hashtag. People are having a fun time in summer. Like, they hang out there. Yeah, I guess it gets pretty swift. Well, mm-hmm. of course, it gets swift. But yeah, that was a feature I've not gotten to dig deep into anybody else that I know of that has. Okay. So if you're listening and you flooded Sluice Boxes State Park, we'd love to talk to you about it. Email us at podcast at visitgreatfalls.org and we'll do a call out just like we did with Ashley from Missoula. <laughs> <laughs> we'll share your insights on our podcast. What? That's so cool. We hope that you learned a lot on this short episode. And like I said, you just have to see the pictures. You need to know what you're going there for and wide variety of na- like nature photography that can be taken there. And again, for all, all peoples, all ables, all abilities, it, it's just a diverse park for anyone who wants to participate in the outdoor recreation and not really have a strain on them. But again, like Maddie mentioned, wildlife abounds in the outdoors. That's where they live. Yeah. <laughs> so be careful. Oh yeah. Yeah. Please, please do. I saw the bears I saw were from the overlook, the top trail looking down at Bell Creek. Oh. So they were far ways away, but on the back I saw their spat or scat. Scat. Their spat scat. <laughs> hat <laughs> not to do much kids tv <laughs> right so thank you for joining us on this episode of war no damn experts we're excited to see what what else you can do this spring and summer here in montana because travelers are coming back and they're doing it safely and if you have any questions you can always email us at podcast at visit great falls or visit greatfalls.org we'll send you out any information about the town when to come some upcoming events Since this is episode 20, if you've not listened to the 19 other episodes that came before it, do so. You can find them anywhere you get your podcasts or at werenodamexperts.com. All right. So we hope to see your smiling face here in Great Falls, Montana. See you soon. We're No Damn Experts is the recorded claims from Great Falls, Montana. Covering what you need to know about this amazing damn town. Damn, that felt good. On the next episode of We're No Damn Experts, we have the honor of visiting with the newest owner of Montana's first ski hill. You're not going to want to miss this. Tune in. We're No Damn Experts was produced by Great Falls Montana Tourism with original music from the best damn musician, Joel Corda.